1: Today's quote is read by YouTube personality and LGBTQ activist, Jazz Jennings.
2: It is the struggle itself that is most important. We must strive to be more than we are. It doesn't matter that we will not reach our ultimate goal. The effort itself yields its own reward.
0: And welcome back to the podcast, Quoting Gene Roddenberry, where we are lucky enough to have as our guest this whole week, William Matthews, who is an artist, singer, songwriter, and an advocate. I'm going to throw it over to William, but I want to say this reminds me of so many things, frankly, from, from auditioning. <laughs> when you're an actor, you <laughs> audition a million times for things, and then you don't get it 99% of the time. And it's the fact that you bother to do it, you know, and learn and grow Mm -hmm. and become a better actor from each of those auditions. But also, the thing that strikes me, William & Trent, is... I just want to point out, Mr. Roddenberry is not saying you got to be in, live in a constant state of struggle. That's not at all what the quote is saying, just in case anyone misheard it. It's saying... The struggle is important, right? Because we are striving to be more than we are. And it doesn't matter that we don't reach that goal. It is the striving. And usually when I am trying to better myself, it's a struggle. Like I said in the last podcast, I'm learning, studying Latin right now just because I love words so much. And um, Mm -hmm. I want to know the roots of our words, right? But it's a struggle. It's a struggle train for me with Latin. I mean, I'm picking it up pretty quickly, but I'm also missing a lot of things. And... That's fine that I'm struggling with it because I'm striving to learn and grow and be better and make, you know, just make my thoughts wiser. What, William, what are your thoughts on this quote?
2: You know, I fully agree with you. I think you're hitting the nail on the head here because as a songwriter, one of the greatest pieces of advice I was ever given about songwriting was fall in love with the work, not the success that comes from it. Mm-hmm. Fall in love with the work. And I think any artist, no matter what your craft is, you have to fall in love with the work. Right, it's the the striving piece. It's the putting your hands to the clay. It's putting your hand on the paintbrush. It's it's the for a songwriter. It's it's the constant, you know, coming up with melodies and oh, this. Uh, uh, and the, that's that's the struggle that we're really talking about here. Right, is is to take to create something out of nothingness. Right, to use to our add faculties. Something
0: different. Right, to, to make a add, different yes. song with the same few notes.
2: Yeah. And 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 because your your experience of life is different. It can be similar in a lot of ways, but it's also going to be different. And I, I feel that way when I hear uh, when I'm listening to a song and I'm just kind of deconstructing it like, man, how did they come up with this? Right. I'm always impressed because I'm like the way they were able to take maybe a, a simple concept, like whether it's betrayal or, or or falling in love, like these things we've heard a million times. There are people who can make it feel brand new again. <laughs> right those yeah. emotions those feelings and and for you guys as, as actors right you understand um how you can put like a slightly nuanced you know spin on maybe a, a stereotypical written character you know and you can you can enflesh it in a way that no one else has ever done before and and that's what it reminds me of Thank that you, one i
0: think of actors as puppets half the time and i love <laughs> that you gave us credit For not just being a puppet, because we can read a line a different way and imbue it with something completely Mm -hmm. different, maybe than the original writer.
1: Oh, yeah. You know, Rachel, when you you mentioned that you think about actors as puppets sometimes, (laughs) I think of actors as like the soul, right? So the character is is the character, and then the actor imbues the soul, so... The character that you played on The Craft, for example, Rochelle, she would not have been who she is if it wasn't for you embodying that character with who you are. Sure.
0: And um, someone which... else could have done it and imbued that same character with a different yep. sensibility. And then yep. that would, would have be a been it. would have been a different character. It. Yeah. There's mm-hmm. validity to all that. But again, I point out to people, because we can react differently to the word struggle, right? That can be triggering for some people, yeah. frankly. And um, again, this isn't saying... Struggle train life. Not at all. It is saying, as I have, if you're a grown up, and I by that I just mean anyone over 18, you kind of understand that life is struggle. Every day there's so many little earthquakes, right, mm-hmm. in our psyche and in our world that we got to struggle to get yeah. past to do a podcast. Right. Or be nice at the grocery store, whatever it is. But I love with this quote, I really love it's not end or a uh, result oriented. We must strive to be more than we are. It doesn't matter if we actually fall short of that goal as long as we are. As Casey Kasem says, Uh, p- keep your feet on the ground and keep reaching for the
1: stars. <laughs> yes, ma'am.
2: Yes, ma'am. Wait, is this a uh, Rachel is amazing episode? Because I just want to add to that because <laughs> I'm thinking of uh. One of my favorite shows growing up was Half and Half. And I'm thinking about how that character, um, I think it was Monique. That character. Yeah. yeah, That that character wouldn't have come alive if you hadn't imbued it with soul. Like you gave that character so much personality. Oh, my God. I love that you said
0: soul because she's Uh like the clumsiest non-dancing like quote unquote. Uh, I hate. I hesitate to use this phrase, um, but not black, right? She wasn't the blackest of black, and I think that's what William necessitated this um, thing I put on Twitter, which is to say, just because someone doesn't black the way you black, doesn't make them less black. Yes,
2: exactly. There's so, blackness is not a monolith. There's so many different ways of being who we are as a culture, right? As a, as a, as a group of people and, and your experience of blackness, your expression of blackness is, is blackness. And it's just as important and valuable as maybe certain portrayals that might feel, you know, more normal or whatever. Because
0: I call myself like an alterna, like manic pixie alterna black girl magic. That's kind of the roles I played in the nineties. Right. And um, that's different just like Trent, Trent, you're Mexican-American, and you're a gay man, and you work in television. That's different than a lot of your cousins, I bet, right? hmm mm-hmm. yep, <laughs> yep. Yes. So yes. getting them to understand your point of view, I'm sure has been a struggle <laughs> at times. Yep. And even if you fail to change their mind, or it's not the point. The point is that you are comfortable enough being you sitting at the dinner table saying, yes, I'm a gay man, cousin, what of it?
1: Yep. Yeah. You know, and when I uh, was blogging, and again, I'm very, very thankful for the career that I had. I was able to blog professionally for 12 years. And And then then he sold it for a lot of money. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a great, great time in my life. And the number one question I would get asked always is like, how did you do it? And how can I do it? And the honest truth that I always give as the advice, you know, blogging isn't quite what it was. But the advice that I always gave was and continue to give is you need to write for yourself and you need to stay committed to what it is that you are writing and, and the statements that you want to make if you are writing in this is from my experience if i was writing for an audience that i thought what they would would wanted i don't think i would have had the longevity and the success because the audience is always changing and you can't always write to everyone at the same time so you know i i blogged for like three years before it even was anything and back hey, then say that again no one, because
0: people need to realize how long you worked
1: i I, ro- I wrote my blog for like three years before it even got That's the attention struggle. of anyone i couldn't <laughs> yeah. even get my own friends to read it i'd be like did you read my blog today and they'd be like no Trent, like, i've given why, up you know? on my friends reading my book trust me <laughs> But the enjoyment that I got from writing about the things that I loved about pop culture on a daily basis, that was enough for me to keep doing it. And I I woke up and I treated it like a How'd job. How did you like, do it
0: without uh, the w- outside validation for the three years? How did you get through the struggle of I'm writing this, but I don't know if anyone cares? It was
1: It was a different time. This was the early 2000s. This is pre-social media. Um, And then early on, I didn't really have a a comment section that that, I mean, it was just like, it kind of like I was writing into the void. And for me, the satisfaction of hitting publish every single day was what kept like I just enjoy, I just lo- I just loved it and I'd read it again and you know I'm like oh this you know and then as as other people started reading it and when I first realized I had a thousand readers I was like I will never meet a thousand people <laughs> in my life you know in all parts of the world like how like it blew my mind and then it just got bigger and bigger and and again I'm so thankful for that experience because not only was I providing entertainment and camaraderie and, you know, maybe uh, online friendship with people who I'll never meet in person. But what I got from the experience, I I, I benefit from it every single day because I to this day, you know, I I, uh, I stopped writing in 2015, but I still have hundreds of friends, quote unquote, friends on social media that our readers carried over because they still are in, in, invested in, in my Instagram and my Facebook because we just, there's this connection about, uh, communication. I just never did the blog to make money. It it just worked out that way. <laughs> I wrote because it brought me enjoyment, and that was what the benefit was. You were b- born under beginning. a
0: lucky, hardworking star because there's a lot of hard work involved in that, and a little bit of luck too. But hard work. But I also want to point out to everyone listening: it's fine if your blog didn't hit it like trends did, or your song. Did it make it to number one or your movie didn't dot, dot, dot? Because the one thing, one of the only things I'm sure about in life is that you never know, right? Where? that's gonna pay off down the line. You do this blog, yeah. you're like, well, it, it didn't hit it like Trent's, but it's got, you know, it's like 4,000 viewers or 2,000, whatever it is. You never know who one of those people is who says, I loved your blog so much that I'm recommending you for this. You don't mm-hmm. do it for the end result. And you know, most actors have learned that the hard way, right? If you're only in it to become famous, good luck, right? Yeah. It's about the art you were creating and whether that resonates with the other people. What, William?
2: This this reminds me of my other favorite quote, which is, if you don't quit, you win. If you don't <laughs> yeah. quit, you win. Because oftentimes, especially in America, we define success as just pure numbers, right? Or pure like... This metric, like you said, the number one song, the the New York Times number one published book, the this or that, that's actually that's a type of success, but that is actually not the real definition of success. You have to define the real definition of success for you. And success looks like finishing what you started, (laughs) you know? Success (laughs) looks like showing up when you don't want to show up. Success. And so when I say, if you don't quit, you win. You win by showing up in the space. You win by going on the audition. You win by writing the song. And
0: competing with yourself, William, as opposed to other... With
2: yourself. Like Beyonce, I think says the same thing. Oh. She's like, uh, she's not in competition with anyone else other than herself. How can I do this better next time? How can I write this song better? How can I dance better? Well, I, How can I...
0: I know in the 90s, right, a couple different actors would come up to me and go, you get all my roles. And I was like, first of all, what all are you talking about?
1: <laughs>
0: Second of all, they weren't your roles. Third of all, don't compare yourself to whatever I'm doing over here because I don't know you. So trust me, I'm not comparing myself to your career, which I'm human. Doesn't mean I don't get envious or bummed or when I don't get X, Y, Z over the years. Right. But I've always known that like I am my biggest competition. When I walked into a room and I freaked myself out with my nerves, that's me. That has nothing to do with anyone else. So all I can do is work on Oh, your nerves, Rachel, and how you react in a room. I can't worry that they are zippier or prettier or... You know what was always hard for me? There were a lot of girls with a lot more money than me back in the day. And they had their clothes.
1: Yeah, clothes,
0: man. They would walk Mm -hmm. in and everything was magazine perfect. And I was very intimidated by that. I was in my struggle I didn't have a trust fund or any money. Well, What's
2: the comparison of that today? I think social media is the comparison, right? Like I, I call Instagram, my daily dose of envy. <laughs> <laughs> That's how genuinely I'm like, Oh yeah, this is the time of day where I get, you know, a little uh, inject a little envy. Like I do a vaccine into my arm. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, because it's, truthfully, it's why
0: I don't put up filtered pictures, you know, cause I'm a certain age and I'm like, I'm not trying to pretend I'm not, I'm going to, I'm going to shoot myself <laughs> in the best light possible though. Right. I'm going to give myself every yeah. advantage, but I want the truth out there.
2: OK, but I just it just it's worth noting that you literally look the same to me from 20 years ago. Like, look, I, I I'm looking at too. you on Zoom right People, now. And I'm here's like, yeah. the
0: secret. Get you a ring light. Don't let the 20 year old be <laughs> the only one with perfect skin in our as a ring light. Trust me, I've aged plenty. But I like to think that a most most days I have a joie de vivre, and in line with this quote, it is the struggle itself that's most important. I'm always striving and failing, by the way. Yeah. Right? But I am always striving to be a better version of me. When I see a side of me I don't like, it's, it's my shadow side. I don't yep. necessarily blab it to everyone, but I look at it, I examine it by myself, and I go, okay, I failed there. I didn't reach my goal, but I will step up and try to do it better the next time. And I'd like to think that that keeps me engaged and maybe a hair youthful-ish. Although, wait, you guys, I I realize I have so much trouble breaking. I'll say whatever pronouns anyone wants, right? But I've had so much trouble letting go of, hey, you guys. And I blame the electric company fully. It's not about (laughs) men. It's about, hey, you guys. It's literally a statement embedded in me. And uh, so I'm really just say y'all. the electric
1: company, the electric company, a fantastic show from the 70s. Seven,
0: yeah. yeah, it was a partner with like Sesame Street, slightly older audience. Yeah, but yeah. literally, I keep trying to break that because um, part of the struggle for people now is like, I don't want to accept a pronoun. And I'm like, why? What's it to you? What does it really do to you to cause they them? In fact, in my book, but and I wrote this book a couple of years ago before it was all popular. Every court card, which are people cards, male and female, every it says they. I do, because the whole point is it's energy. It's not gender. Mm-hmm. It's energy. Mm-hmm. That's it. Exactly.
2: So. That's why I say y'all. Y'all's a great <laughs> blanket. Y'all. y'all is great. I wish y'all. I was Southern
0: and had a little. You say y'all because you lived in North Carolina. I'm a Northern yeah. girl. But I may adopt that. Anyway, Do any it. last thoughts or thoughts <laughs> on this quote?
1: Yes. The last thing that I want to uh, talk about is that although Gene doesn't specifically mention humanity... He talks about we, so he's talking about humans. And when I think about the characters that I I personally love the most and the ones that tend to, I think, resonate with a lot of the audience are the non-human characters like Data and the uh, holographic doctor. Because their stories are, their story arc is that they are not human and they crave to be human or want to be treated as if They are human. So they want equal rights or they just want data just wants to be human. And the doctor just wants to be treated like every other biological crew member. And it's the struggle where they don't always get it right or they try something like the doctor uh, infuse himself with with all of these personalities of of really uh, 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 celebrated people from history and then the darkest parts of those personalities made another personality in him and then he became evil for that episode so it's like the struggle of their story that to me is the is one of the most compelling of all of the characters on all of the star treks and i think that that gets to the heart of what this quote is it's not that data eventually becomes human or not or that the doctor becomes human or not it is their struggle of their existence striving for what their end goal is that I find, and I think a lot of fans find, most compelling. And letting yeah. go
0: of the shame, per this quote, if you do not reach your ultimate goal, you're a failure. Mm-hmm. That's not true. That's exactly what this quote is saying. You're not a failure just because you don't dot, 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 right? Well, uh, the
2: the last bit of this to me, which we didn't talk much about, kind of encapsulates everything. It says the effort itself yields its own reward Mm. and you know it makes me think of again i'm a christian so and the bible is my metaphor and context for star trek and the bible are kind of my both (laughs) my like meaning systems i love that and uh it makes me think of the scripture that says those who sow in tears will reap in joy right and it's Mm. the effort yielding its own reward and in the bible you see a lot of metaphors about gardening and sowing like even the cosmos itself is represented as a garden the garden of eden right this whole thing of like tilling the soil and cultivating life, you know, the effort you put, what you sow, you will reap. Right. And again, if we've defined success as, you know, getting the million dollar publishing deal, right. Getting the number one hit song on billboard, you know, then that might be so uh, unattainable. But if the, the success measure is, Hey, I finished what I started. Hey, I, uh, I, I told my truth. I was honest. I said what needed to be said.
0: I'm pretty sure I'm not going to be competent in speaking Latin, right? But I am studying it now, and and or or competent in writing it, not for the end result, the ultimate goal. I really understand that with this quote: "The effort itself is yielding a reward." I'm going to yeah. learn more vocabulary words. Period, and that's it's gonna enough. It's going to enlarge
2: you. It's going to expand you and expand your your way of seeing the world.
0: Yes. All right, you guys, we got to wrap this episode up. We're lucky enough to have William for a couple more
1: right? Yay. Yeah. And if you would like to watch video of jazz Jennings reading today's quote, you can check it out on our social media accounts on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And we hope you'll join us again tomorrow for another episode of quoting Gene Roddenberry.
0: Bye.
1: Thanks for joining us for another episode of quoting Gene Roddenberry.
0: We'd love to hear your thoughts on today's quote. So tweet us, post us, DM us, whatever.
1: We're at Roddenberry on Twitter and Facebook and at Roddenberry official on Instagram.
0: Quoting Gene Roddenberry is a Roddenberry podcast hosted by me, Rachel True.
1: And me, Trent Venegas. Producing are Claire Kramer and Kelsey Goldberg with executive producers, Trevor Roth and Rod Roddenberry.
0: Engineering and editing are provided by Elizabeth Joy Windham.
1: And special thanks to all those who were kind enough to read a quote and give a voice to Gene Roddenberry's everlasting words.
0: Live long and prosper.